Today on The Chicken Charge, founding her company Moms Do It Best Cleaning after realizing that her standards and those of other moms often exceeded corporate standards, Melissa Morris created a niche for hiring the best women for the job. Looking at business from a personal perspective, Morris hired and implemented a full-service cleaning company based on high-level training and white-glove results. Listen up as Melissa Morris tells us how and why moms do it best with Mary Parker today on The Chick in Charge. Welcome to The Chick in Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chick in charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Hey everybody, this is Sarah Smith. I am the co-host of the Chick in Charge podcast with Mary Parker. Mary is the CEO of All-in-One Security, the founder of the Mary Parker Foundation. She is also an accomplished author of her autobiography, The Chick in Charge, which was the inspiration for this podcast. It's just too good. The Chick in Charge. We love it. We, we really do. And... Um my story is our story. Our story is your story. So we're sharing it, and it's really, really coming alive here on the podcast. So Absolutely. thank you so much for producing this. We are very, very excited about where we are today. We're we're like a year and a half. We almost have a birthday, Sarah. I know. It's so amazing. So we are celebrating with some phenomenal women today. Yep. Uh, the choices, the mix, and the stories that we are hearing they are phenomenal. And so we have with us now a founder and CEO of Moms Do It Best Cleaning. And uh, we have Melissa Morris here with us. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes. Good afternoon. And thank you. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation and coming on the show to share with us and so many other women out there. So just go ahead, dive in, tell us, first of all, I'm curious, where did you get the name? How did you come up with the name of your company, Moms Do It Best Cleaning? Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've come up with this name due to my rambunctious son, six years old now, Saxton, and as a mom, I will pat myself on the back along with other mothers because we really do do it best when it comes to multitasking and working and being a mom, being an imaginary friend, doing it all at the same time. Amazing. Uh, yeah, well, I, I want to commend you on the name of your company. Thank you. Because that is so important. People can look at the name of your company and know exactly what you do. And so from a branding and marketing standpoint, you had a home run there. Absolutely. And you should be proud. So tell us about Moms Do It Best Cleaning. Well, um, we are a cleaning company here based in Georgia, and the goal of our company is to employ single moms or women in the greater Atlanta area. So we really work hard to um, get with businesses and make sure that their companies are always spotless, 
top-notch cleaning, um, no fingerprints, <laughs> um, just making sure that everything is on key so that they can run a successful business for their employees and any clients they have coming in. Very good. So have you always been an entrepreneur or? Definitely no. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, my background is in corporate. My background is also in teaching. I've always wanted to own a business. I had great ideas. Um, I wanted to own a child care center. I wanted to own a spa where all of your pedicures came with um, rose petals, like the movie Coming to America. I had some fantastic ideas, never pushed it out there. Um, but this one actually means something to me, and I went full force trying to you know, get my business together. Very good. So in your corporate life, how prepared did that how much preparation did working in corporate bring to your starting your own business a lot there were there's pros and cons I believe working in corporate um, it taught me how to deal with different people it taught me how to try to listen more it, it's not just about your nine to five or you know doing your job and then leaving it never works out like that even if you think it is going to um, I met a lot of great people a lot of people with um, interesting stories and then the cons for me were I just a lot of times in different corporations everyone did not treat it fairly even if that is the company's motto or their uh, theme and I just believe in uh, treating everyone equally man woman doesn't matter um, or your title within a company so working in corporate America and having all of the pros and cons it's just better prepared me for understanding and dealing with different businesses and also um, preparing myself and the group of women that I work with to be prepared um, better for those situations. Oh that was an excellent answer and I'm sure that our listeners appreciate that. How you know many of us have those stories of, of trials when we were in corporate and the one or two things that propelled us over to the next level. What was your aha moment <laughs> to become an entrepreneur when you were in corporate? My aha moment, hmm. so let me just go ahead and tell you. <laughs> so my aha moment, uh, one of my corporate positions, I had several different job responsibilities, but one job title, and I was really left to do it all. It didn't matter if we had to get prepared for a meeting, if we had to get prepared for a trade show or travel, and we were expanding the business. One of the things that was added on my 25,000 task of to-do list was to find commercial cleaners for our new suite that we were expanding into. Um, we had probably about three to four different cleaning companies. No matter how great the cleaners were, someone always had a complaint. Um, the paper towel were too tight to pull out in the bathroom or the salt shaker was 15 centimeters away from the pepper shaker it didn't matter how great they did so I would start to come in about five or ten minutes earlier and just walk through the buildings and double check oh there's a little 
smudge here, let me wipe it up. Oh, there's half a roll of paper towel, it's not full. Before someone complains, because I cannot take another complaint, there was not enough coffee to deal with that, let me go ahead and <laughs> fix it. So <laughs> I... Um, I said, you know what? I do this stuff all of the time. My son's always not closing up the smart popcorn or he doesn't flush the toilet completely or didn't wipe the seat. I do this all the time. I'm actually really good at it. So I went ahead and said, I'm going to open a cleaning company. At the time, it was just, this is going to be my business. And then it branched to something else. Oh, wow. That is... That is great. Thank, Thank you, you for that. that. I love and, that story. And, uh, you know, we are, <laughs> we're constantly talking about the number of women compared to men who will go out and start their own businesses, and especially African-American women. How do you think that is preparing us in working together? What are some of the things that you use to empower other women? Well... I use my stories, other women's stories, um, just being able to listen to what someone else has been through and see how maybe you can assist. My model, motto rather this year has been find happiness in helping others. Um, normally we think we're doing so much or we're, you know, we're so busy, 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 busy that we can't take the time to do something simple for someone else. So I try to empower women by even sometimes on social media, just hitting like on another entrepreneur's post or if it's, if they come reach out to me with a business model, but I really at that moment can't see it as a use and what I'm doing, maybe I know someone who could use their product or services. So I try to just go ahead and refer other women. Um, just always staying positive. A lot of women, um, or just people in general, find it hard to give a compliment. I'm not the, I am not the most beautiful woman in the world. I don't have the best clothes, the best shoes, but you can always, just when you see someone, even just smiling and saying hello, you never know what a person is going through behind closed doors. So just trying to always be positive and uplift people. Wonderful answer. Now here's, the, here's another question. What do you think are some of the differences between women-owned businesses and men-owned businesses? I personally believe that men are, or can be, not all men, I don't want to get in trouble here. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, very straightforward. Very, this is the price, this is what we do. Um, maybe good negotiators, but kind of take it or leave it. Women are can be a little bit more nurturing or caring or think or, you know, they're their tone with certain things, or they will consider what you're going through and maybe adjust certain things just to fit your specified needs. It's just like women are nurturers and, you know, men have a tendency of being more of the providers, although moms can do it all and do it best. Wow. I love <laughs> I have a question. Go ahead. Melissa, yes, I know you know the answer to this because we already talked about it. Uh-oh. Um, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, we were talking about how uh, when you get a new client, what do you do uh -oh. to discover? <laughs> no, just 
to discover what they're like so you know how to tailor your services. I mean, you're really good at this. Well, everyone has, I've gotten positive and negative feedback from friends and family about this. They tell me I'm going to burn and stress myself out. It's been my thing when I, I do all of my marketing. So no one, you won't hear from someone else as of now, you know, promoting moms do it best. I try to reach out to designated people or businesses that I think my team could be a use for them. So when I get a new business, or it can be commercial and or residential, they will see me first. They will see me second, third, and probably fourth. It depends. So I go into the business and I do their walkthrough. You know, we sit down, we talk about what their needs are, what my team can bring to the table, and I do the first couple of cleans. It doesn't matter if it's one, if it's six. I need to get a handle on the business or the home to make sure that A, the customer is completely satisfied. They are seeing what I told them they're going to get and they actually get it. And then B, when it's time for me to transition and have the right great woman in there to continue on the journey of making sure their business is sparkling, I need to make sure that A, they do the, let's say the fifth clean, we're doing it side by side. So that gives me a better handle on how long the cleaning should take, um, the needs of the client, and if that cleaner has any questions, they can come directly to me and hopefully because I've already been there and done everything, I can direct them, you know, and assist that way. That is a great answer. It's lots of work. Mm -hmm. It's a great answer, though, and I appreciate the hands-on. I remember when I started my company, I'd go out, and what I realized was in selling my services, I was selling me, and that's what the clients wanted. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to this question. What are some of the things you're doing to transition your skills and talents and the knowledge of the business to some of your or to your employees. Well, let me rephrase that. For the person who's going to replace you in doing that. Okay, there's never going to be a replacement, but <laughs> however, I have implemented one thing. I'm going to try more. I know there's more I can do, but being upfront and honest, just at certain locations because I do want my business I want everyone to grow. I don't just want, oh, I'm at the top of the food chain, which, by the way, I am not. However, I, you know, to promote women that I see that are trying, that I see that can, they don't need me. They're, they're good at making decisions by themselves. That's why I've hired them. But they're able to now be the supervisor so they can have our team, be, they can be the point of contact. So I want it to be a thing where it's not just you know, there's Melissa, and now I'm delegating the work to you. These women are smart, they're educated, they're hands-on, they can do everything the same, if not better than I can. Maybe differently because I, you know, I'm great at what I do. However, love it. we can all, there's enough work out there, if we can get the work, it's enough work out there for us all to do it and us all to grow and all to succeed. Very, very good, very good. Sarah, did you have a question at this point? We were talking about, and, and Mary, I really want some of your information here. Um, we, Young entrepreneurs 
have um, difficulty with scaling, with with hiring their first employee. And maybe I could ask this of both of you. How do you do that? Um, how much money should you have in the bank? How much business should you have on your plate before you can start to hire people? I would like to hear your answer, Melissa. Okay. This is not probably going to be the answer that I'm supposed to answer. However, okay. <laughs> I've used my own funds for my business. Um, I hire based off of the needs of the business. So if I have a contract and it's, you know, two cleaners required, I will hire one to two cleaners. If I have a contract where we need 15 employees, I will hire the employees needed and then have backup because things do happen. Um, and then there's me. <laughs> so I like to hire, I, I, I haven't had a lot of turnover because I like to hire and give people decent pay as much as I can afford to pay them based off of the particular contract. Um, a lot of people that I have interviewed have stated that they're used to getting nine, maybe $10 an hour for cleaning. They don't get paid for another 30 to 60 days, and it's impossible to try to adequately support yourself, let alone your children, um, receiving pay like that and just spread out. So I just try to do a little bit better um, to help my women support themselves and their families. And before I move on to uh, adding to that answer, are you also hiring women who have felony convictions? Yes, it just depends what the charge was. Um, I don't discriminate. I do on my application. I do ask. I do run background checks for everyone. It's not everyone has a past. No one's perfect. So it we have a conversation, and I say I'm very upfront. Just be upfront and honest with me, and then we can go from there. If it's a straight, I will not. I I'm so busy. I will not waste anyone's time. If it's something on there and it's a straight no, I will say this is the reason I can't hire you for this particular position. Um, with my company, I treat it just like you were working in a childcare facility. The same type of background you have to have to be entrusted with someone's kids or the same type of background for me you have to have to be entrusted in someone's home or their business. So it just depends. Just bring bring it to the table and we go from there. Very, very, very good answer. Now, Sarah, would you repeat the question? How did you approach the um, maybe maybe it was scaling um, mental issues or or, you know, just the just the um, I've got grandeur it. of <laughs> I've got it of scaling. Um, you've been very candid, and I'm going to be the same with you. That is not an easy chore. Delegating our business is not easy. One because we know we know what we're going to deliver, and that's what we sell our clients, and they grow to want us and us only. One of the things I did to push back on that. I sold security officers. I sold security services. And the main thing where I began to change, I didn't want my clients to 
I didn't want to. I didn't want my clients to believe that I was going to be their security officer, because I was not a security officer. The other thing I did that I thought was quite remarkable in growing our company, I don't try to be the expert. I try to get the job done when it's necessary. But I know that I'm not an expert in so many areas. Finance was one of my big ones. I wanted to get that contract, get out there, hire people, and get the job done. But I started doing that without really knowing my actual cost. I didn't know my actual cost because I wasn't billing for myself at my level and some of the other resources. So I hired consultants. I hired a consultant to help me understand financial situations from running a business perspective. I'd worked in HR, but I wasn't an expert. I wanted someone who could teach me what the compliances were and the conditions of our company before hiring the person that that we needed. So consultants, using consultants throughout the early stages of our business. And the other thing for us, when we started, we were only doing event security. Well, that's just one model. And every time the event was over, I found myself looking for a new client. So we had to create a model. What are we really selling? Who's buying it? And what do I need to accomplish this? It was a huge job. So we transitioned. We maintained the special event while adding longer-term construction um, projects where we need security. But then I had to figure out, who is my client? I used to think everybody who needed security was our client, but that is not true. We then defined the industries, the markets we wanted to be in. And we stuck with that. So we became Fax University, so to speak. Fax University is an entrepreneurial training that I developed as a result of many of the lessons I've learned to parlay with the educational component that people learn from textbooks. But it is an amazing journey to be able to incorporate what you know, what you have a passion for, and be able to translate that to others. And what I found was the most effective for our company and me letting go was developing an identifiable system, an entrepreneurial operating systems that I could now translate all of this information to my team, starting with the successor, making sure it's clear and bringing it all the way to whether it's a security officer or an electrician, whatever the services are. And then finally, I find I found one of the best ways in scaling our business was entering into strategic alliance partnerships. What I mean by that, it opens the door for us to go in providing the security, but our company is so diversified that once we get in, we can provide their traffic control, we can conduct their background checks, we can do all of their systems integration. So it's a comprehensive, one-stop, one-contract security solutions provider. And as a result of building that business model the way that we have, it is now growing far, far beyond where I ever anticipated, and I'm no longer involved. So if I had to tell my younger self something, I would say this. You go in and get it. Make sure your vision is clear and pass it off as quickly as you can. But have measurables in place that you will still know that it's being done and it's being done in you know, high quality. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what you sell. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this is this is really She's really right. great, and I also want to come back to one of the points you made about um, women working together. Having grown up in a male-dominated industry my entire career, you were at, you were right on point. Men are very structured in many cases, and they're straightforward. It's either black or it's white, <laughs> whereas we tend to look at it from an emotional perspective as well. Because if I've got a single woman working with children, it's not that she has to figure out how she's going to get the kids from the bus stop, but we have to figure out how she can keep working and also take care of her family needs at the same time. Absolutely. Okay. So I hope that answered your question, and I hope that we were able to share something. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again and again <laughs> and again, and then I'm going to get it. <laughs> It was a lot. You got it there. Yeah, it, it is a lot. lot. It's not just you know, and it doesn't happen overnight. So uh, I did mention the twenty five. I've been in business twenty five years now. Have gone How to you're every twenty five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So we have gone through all the training. We have the educational platform in terms of our leadership, but there is nothing better than to be able to share the lessons you learned beyond all of that. And we've compiled that into FACTS University, I, I mentioned a moment ago. And FACTS stands for Focus, Analyze, Commit, and Strategize. We're going to be talking a lot more about that on shows to come. But for today, we thank you thank for you. all that you've brought, for all that you've shared. However we can assist you in your growth, we are here. But keep on keeping on. Thank I'm you. sure those single moms appreciate what you're doing as you're adding to the workforce daily. So congratulations for Thank that. Thank you so much. Melissa, yes, how can people find your company? They can find us on Google. They can find us on LinkedIn. They can find us on Thumbtack. They can find us on Instagram. Or you can email me at momsdoitbestcleaningcompany at gmail.com. There you go. And my website is www.momsdoitbest.info. Woohoo! Ooh, great. Very thank good. you. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. And thank you for being here with us today. Sarah and Port. Wow, this time went quickly, didn't it? Yep. We've had a great day. Thanks so much. We're signing off now. This is Mary Parker, and I am the chick in charge. Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chicken Charge. <laughs>